All right, welcome back to the One Way Youth United podcast. It's kind of been a while since we actually recorded an episode here. Yeah, even our uh, even our podcast had to have a, a six feet separation distancing. <laughs> well, so like this week, you know, as like a lot of states are starting to like reopen and semi get back to normal. Um, I thought it was a good time for to um, talk about like volunteer strategy and how we can as youth leaders and ministers and can uh, get people involved and keep people involved in our ministry. Mm, yeah. Uh, it's such as a heavy topic. It's very, it's a, it's a, a difficult topic yeah. to talk about. Uh, volunteer strategy is something that uh, if you are in ministry in, in, in any regards, there's always going to be some kind of volunteer aspect that comes along with it. Yeah. And yeah, I would say you're right. Definitely right. It's tough. And like, this is something like, this is something that I've worked on for like almost like a year and a half. And so, <laughs> yeah, it takes time. And so I think it's ready for people to hear mm-hmm. and to even use for themselves. Yes. Uh, so let's see the, like the, how I like to start this is that I think probably the most important thing when it comes to leaders and finding leaders is a hundred percent prayer. And yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the context of, of, um, you know, when we look at, when we look at, um, uh, when 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 God called out the Israelites, it was because He heard their cry, yeah, and He answered their prayer. So I think it, it was very specific on how they were crying out. And I think when you talk about prayer, uh, you need to be specific. We need to be specific and shoot those those specific uh, requests to God of what you're looking for, because He's the one that already gave you the ministry and the ideas and the passion. Uh, now he's just looking for for us to come back to him to to ask for specific types of people's personalities uh, and even availabilities as well. Yeah. And then I think the next thing after prayer is I think so much of our time as youth leaders is finding leaders. And then we'll get into this more later, but not really utilizing them the way we should be. Mm-hmm. And if you look at if you look at Jesus and his 12 disciples, like he pretty much spent his whole entire ministry like, you know, empowering them to do the work his work on their own. Absolutely. Uh yeah, and you know, as when we get into that subject, remind me, Jared, that uh there is there's a, a great story by uh by one of the greatest motivational and uh, speakers and teachers john c maxwell he talks specifically about that okay yeah and so to start off how i how i kind of have based off of this volunteer strategy off of is uh like i actually saw it in this book and it said when the you know when the chicago cubs won the world series Mm. It said, what like 100 can, years ago, Jared? Well, no, I mean, no, it wasn't 100 years ago. It was like, like four or five years ago. Okay. okay yeah. So and so, yeah. And so it said, it had this thing of 
what can we learn from the Chicago Cubs? And the three things are hire for character, which in terms of like ministry, how can we how can we empower leaders and how can we treat our leaders and staff in a way that they want to serve and want Mm -hmm. to stay? Mm -hmm. And then it says, see data limits and just looking at our leaders and the different techniques and ideas that they bring to our team Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and utilizing them for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the third one is foster connections is because as you know, we know is youth leaders or youth ministers. We think that we have all the connections, but you know, your youth leader may be like a 60 year old person that's lived here since they were a kid, like in your town. And so they may have long-term relationships with other people that are like, this person needs to serve or this person would be really good in doing this. Yes. So those are the three things that I start off the volunteer strategy off with. And so kind of going into that is I think it's important that we look at our volunteers as um, when we talk to them is finding what they're good at and like their passions. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like if we don't do that, then then that's when they usually tend to get burned out. Sure, sure. You know what typically happens, Jared. Both, uh, both for you and I, in in the history that we've done ministry, uh, typically what we get is we get people that come and say, "I'm willing to do anything." So as 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 ministry leaders, it's very important that says we ask the question, "What are you passionate about?" Yeah. Because I'm willing to do anything could mean well, you know, I need somebody to run a uh, run a soundboard. When in on fact this volunteer actually belongs on the other side of the microphone because they're passionate about worship. But sure. yeah, we got them on that other side. So it's really, it's really important that we're asking the right questions because we will get people that come to us and say, put me anywhere. I'm willing to do whatever because they just want to serve. Yeah. They just want to serve. And that's their heart to serve. And sometimes uh, volunteers will feel like uh, if they come with a specific talent, there's what they're saying is, use me here and here only, and I'm, I'm no good to you elsewhere. So they have a tendency to say, just put me anywhere, and, and I want to be used. But we need to ask the question, what are you passionate about? Yeah, and you're right, because I think that goes back to even the title of our podcast. It's like empowering youth, mm-hmm. but I think we're also empowering the people that serve with us as well. And, and championing that, yeah. that and, uh, desire. And so what would you say before we get into like the kind of seven step process and everything is a couple of questions that I and thoughts that I have down is um, I think it's important that we empower leaders to recruit and to know that they can recruit mm-hmm. other leaders as well. Because mm-hmm. I think, you know, a lot of times in ministry, what I've from what I've seen is that, you know, leaders may have someone that they have in mind, mm-hmm. but they're too afraid to bring it up. Sure, sure. You know, um, I was just talking to another uh, youth pastor uh, just this last week, actually, and we were talking about something similar to that, and that's why I had made the mention to this particular youth pastor as he looked for, as he looked for volunteers uh, for his youth ministry. Uh, my question to him was, what's your mission statement and what's your vision 
What's your vision statement? Because those things right there give permission to volunteers to go, this particular person meets the criteria of our mm -hmm. mission statement. They have a heart for this. And this is the vision that we go off. So we don't just look at just personalities anymore because personalities can be great, but, but if their vision or their mission doesn't align with the ministry, uh, personality is, is great, but it could be a detractor. So yeah, you know, uh, for, for volunteers who, uh, who have permission to, to look for other volunteers, it's important that there's a ministry mm. vision statement and a mission statement that they, that they go by. Yeah. And this next thing is, I feel like this is probably the hardest thing for us as mini, like youth people to do. And that's the idea of giving away leadership. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I also think it's probably the one of the most rewarding things we can do. Mm -hmm. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? You know, giving away leadership again. Uh, it's first off is is when somebody comes and and serves alongside with me. It's because we have the same goals. Mm -hmm. We have this again. We go back to the mission and the vision statement, right? So in that regards, when you give it away, really, what's happening is is you're giving permission and you're championing that person to take ownership. And to know that there's a trust there. Uh, there's a trust there that says you are for what we are for and we are for God and we want to do that ministry. And it empowers them to uh, releases them to have uh, to fulfill their full potential. Yeah. Because sometimes uh, sometimes micromanaging in ministry can be a detriment to uh, to the overall uh, landscape of the ministry when you're trying to push it forward. Uh, sure. Just because you and I think of something, it doesn't mean a third person can't come in and take it and excel it even further if we give them permission without uh, without uh, thoughts about are they doing what we should be doing. Yeah. And then I think one of the last ideas that I have is this idea of, you know, I think a lot of times we hear people say, oh, I'm not good enough mm -hmm. or oh, I'm too old. Sure. Or sure. whatever, and it just you know, and and so they don't you know usually come forward, but you know it's it's going back to kind of with Jesus and his twelve disciples. I mean, look at these guys; they were like normal everyday guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, fishermen. Yeah, and you know he molded them into leaders. Yeah, and so I mean, how where I mean, so I guess I'm asking where do we as kind of youth leaders kind of empower or instill in people that you know that it's like if you have a calling or mm -hmm. it's like you know you know you need to serve in the church mm -hmm. and you know there's other you know there's other serving capacities outside mm -hmm. of you know usher and all that stuff yeah. So, you know, I think what what's one of the most important things specifically about what you're talking about is is that engagement with your volunteers that that a an at a boy and at a girl encouragement of identity mm. you know that 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 not that constant but that reminder that says you're doing what you're supposed to be doing in the identity of what God is calling you and who he's called you to be and to do uh you know sometimes if you hear if you talk uh, to most employees, they will tell you that if their boss would just come and say, you're doing a great job at this, 
that goes a lot further than hey here's a 50 cent or a dollar <laughs> or a two dollar raise but no but no actual verbal encouragement so that that aspects of saying you know what your your identity just to remind them that their identity in christ and what they're doing because of the passions that they've talked about in the past is important and it's really important for us to go you are working your uh, you're working your passion and your identity in your calling in this yeah and then uh there's actually this thought that i wrote down and it says um our our goal should be to help volunteers in the relationship with God mm-hmm. and when and when people are growing in Christ mm-hmm. they have a natural desire to serve yes you know what happens throughout my 20 years of ministry is that it's always been where uh, I may be the youth pastor I may not I'm not the senior pastor but volunteers have a tendency to go you are also my shepherd so, you know, most of them will come under and say, okay, I'm not just here to serve, but I'm also coming here to grow spiritually from you. And I've had, I've had youth leaders that were older than me uh, by age, yeah. uh, some maybe even older um, in years of their walk with God, uh, but it was irrelevant because, because there was that calling of pastoral leadership or if there's that calling of director in your, in your case. Uh, I have, I have, uh, I have leaders that had said, you are my spiritual shepherd as well. Yeah. Okay. So now we kind of talked about just the, um, steps and kind of intros. Mm -hmm. And so now we can kind of talk about like, uh, seven, kind of a seven step plan that I have kind of worked on for a long time of just keeping, once you have the volunteers Mm -hmm. and, a way to keep them. So one is um, volunteer events. So in this like stage, you know, you're doing like training mm-hmm. uh, and and just vision casting and, yeah. and what that looks like for your ministry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that is, that is, we, you were just on a phone call with me, with the, the guy that helped bring me into youth ministry yeah. 24 years ago. Um, and we talked to something a little bit about this. Uh, and, and in that, uh, one of the things that Alonzo did, and he did this greatly, we, we joked about it. I thought that we were friends, right? <laughs> yeah. but, but really what he was doing is, yes, we were friends, our friends. But what he was doing, he was just, he was really celebrating all the, the volunteers, he was saying thank you. And yeah. What he would do is he would bring us to his house and we would play games, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't quote unquote work, yeah. right? It was just getting together, and then he would just ask, "How do you think you know? How do you think things are going? How can we make things better?" He was grabbing our input, but it was during a time of celebrating the volunteers yeah, yeah. and pouring into us is what he was doing ultimately. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's kind of another step is right. Celebration. But I mean, I think, but, and I love that. And this one is, you know, mostly about just, you know, cause I'm, you know, a lot of times leaders, I think, you know, feel unequipped to, you sure. know, share the sure. gospel and stuff like that. Sure. Or even, you know, and it's like, it's like, what do you want to see in this youth group or this like young life yeah. or nonprofit or whatever? And so getting there, ideas to share with others is kind of what is in this stage yes 
Absolutely, and, absolutely. Yeah, and then this, and then the number two I would say is, and I have down like once a month or every other month, is just this idea where, um, it's I put down a felt need, so felt need topic. So whether it's inspiration, so you have food, but it's whether it's inspiration or connection, and I think it's like deep down, like leaders want to be invested in. Absolutely. So if we take the time to, you know, once a month, every other month, mm-hmm. just have a specific day where we're doing like a Bible study or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and sit down with them and do that, mm-hmm. I think that's important. Yeah. You know, and that's where again it it goes back to that there's an there there seems to be an expectation that says, um, you're my shepherd, right? So pour into me. Um invest in me that's a great word because that's really what it is 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 it, it actually covers two, multiple folds but it, it what it does is it, it encourages them spiritually and helps them grow um, but what it also does is it gives them it gives them freedom right yeah. it gives them freedom to express uh, what's going on deeper as well we are giving them permission to be more real with us not just uh, spiritual surface not superficial surface but to get uh personal in in their personal life and and really invest we we deal with people who have lives and sometimes it's a financial hurt it's fine sometimes it's a relational burden some it's it's something right yeah so uh giving them that time (laughs) that quarterly time that once a month or once every other month uh goes a long ways yeah and then three is uh discussion groups and here, this is something that like I've thought a lot about, and it's probably new to a lot of you, but allowing for this idea of discussion groups within like your leaders, mm-hmm. and because I think it's important for leaders to be able to bounce ideas off of other leaders rather than coming to you as the youth minister director all the time. Absolutely, I love. Um... I love round tables. I absolutely love round tables. And I'm not talking about just the pizza. Round tables tables is a great, a great place, a great place once again, to reiterate the mission statement, Mm -hmm. the vision statement. uh, And, but also at the same time, cast those ideas, those great ideas uh, from volunteers, right. um, To give them ownership of the ministry as well. Yeah. Uh, not just yours as as the as the leader, but for them to go, you know, here's an idea, and then giving them the opportunity to running with it, owning mm-hmm. it, championing it, empowering them to do it, adding to it, and sometimes uh, subtraction of an idea, uh, bringing it back down, scaling it is a great start for for where they may be. Yeah. But yes, roundtables is a wonderful place to empower uh, volunteers for sure. And number four, tools and resources. Um, like, I think it's important that we, I mean, kids, especially right now, are changing. And then, I mean, a lot of the leaders we have mm-hmm. probably don't really know much about kids' culture and mm-hmm. stuff right now. So resources to allow them to become better leaders within that. And just, to, I mean, just better to do their job. And, you know, and even goals and, like, ministry vision, just so they're 
in the know of everything. Absolutely. You know, uh, everywhere we go, everywhere we go, it doesn't matter, Jared, if it's school, if it's corporate America, if it is, if it's sports, every good manager, every good boss, every good CEO, every good teacher, at the very minimum, they equip us with tools to be successful. So we need to continue that trend even in in ministry with our volunteers so that they know that they know that they don't feel like they're being put out on the in in left field not knowing what to do mm-hmm. you know not being put in front of a board uh of uh and trying to give a presentation uh without stats without graphs without the proper numbers uh you know we don't send our students to school without paper and pencil <laughs> the very minimal basics yeah. of tools and equipping in this situation, uh, I, what I like to do and what I've done in the past year is, is I've actually went with and sent volunteers off to youth trainings yeah. uh, so that they can see that and not free ones either, yeah. you know, ones that we pay for. So they know, wow, we've invested monetarily in their comfortability of serving. Yeah. Yeah. The youth trainings are good, too. Absolutely. There's a bunch out there. Yeah. And so number five and is conversation and i think this i think for a lot of us this is going to be a tough one uh because i i feel like we're good at the one-on-one time with leaders but what i have under this subject is that i think it's important for us as youth ministers and leaders to not only get positive feedback from our leaders but mm-hmm. to get negative feedback and mm-hmm. what they mm-hmm. want and what they think we should improve on. And a lot of times I think that's going to be a tough thing for us, but it'll make our ministry stronger in the long run. Absolutely. Uh, criticism, contextual criticism is, is difficult to hear from. It's difficult to hear from anybody, right? But you touched on something that is, is paramount. When you say, when you say, will you please criticize this now you're giving people to permission you're giving them comfortability to communicate mm. what is what we are able to do better uh, and that's important as leaders that says i'm going to open up this door this pandora's box but i'm not going to make it pandora's box i'm going to i'm going to make this huggies i'm going <laughs> to open up the huggies box right and it's going to be more soft and it's going to be more welcoming and it's going to be more comfortable and it's not criticism in a negative context when you invite it when you invite it as a leader that says can you share with me what do you think how we can make things better what how can i do a presentation better how can uh how can we do anything Mm. in the in the organization better that that criticism is not is not a negative criticism but it's a it's a it's a stretching it's a growing it's gonna it may be uncomfortable uh, but when you open it up, it's, it's so much easier to receive than if I was just to come to you and just say, and you've never invited me to criticize, uh, you know, the ministry or whatever. And I just give you, and I just open up if you're if anybody and everybody's going to have a wall and go, wow, that was kind of harsh. Yeah. But when you say, Hey, when you, when Jared says, Ariel, can you tell me what your thoughts are? I want you to really put the fork to this. Tell me what you think. All of a sudden, you're absorbing like a sponge. You're not. You're not like a wall trying to hold things back. For sure. And so let's see. And number six is communication. 
And so in this step, um, I think it's important for us to um, communicate to our leaders on like on a weekly basis. And just so they know we're all on the same page of what's happening during our weekly meetings, you know, are, you know, for other for other ministries, you know, are you spending time with kids? You know, are you doing that? And it's so this is a communication of more like checking in and just making sure that they feel like all the steps, making sure they feel like they are um, well enough equipped. Absolutely. You know, one of the greatest questions that you can ask and, and, and it's something that it is a it's a must. It is a must ask question. I do it all the time. Um as I am, as I am taking over a youth program while the youth pastors were gone, uh, the other volunteers, my question to them always was, "What can I do for you? What can I do for you?" You know, in communication, in communication, as it's not just uh, we're having a meeting, but it, it's it's making sure that we write down those meeting notes, communicating it back to them either in an email mm. or something. That just helps them remember because yeah. again we're working with people who have lives, but the the follow up question is vital. Here's what we talked about. Here's what you said you would do. What do you need for me to be successful? Yeah, that communicate is very important. For sure. And then the last step, and you kind of touched on it a little bit in the beginning, but the idea of celebration. Mm. And so you know, like I have down things like. Um, celebrating a crazy holiday yeah or you know giving your leaders gift cards sometime to time absolutely shout outs written you know written notes or even text messages and just and basically just um praising them for what they are doing good absolutely you know celebrating is, is is vital and it's crucial what celebrating ultimately does is it adds to retention it adds to retention Acquiring is difficult. Retaining is more difficult. Jared, let me ask you a question. When is your birthday? July 22nd. When's your mom's birthday? When's your dad's birthday? When's your sister's birthday? When's Valentine's? When's Christmas? Oh, yeah. Right? So we put out all these important days on the calendar. Mm -hmm. Those information of celebrating our volunteers are important as well. They need to be put on the calendar because you don't want to let that slip. You don't want to let... You don't want to go by and let one of your volunteers feel like you don't care or didn't even can have a concern for their birthday. And mm-hmm. we are talking even celebrating, if you have a married couple, celebrating their anniversary. Oh, yeah. Think, things like that go far. Retention, that all adds to retention. For sure. And so the last thing, this is kind of a number eight, but even though it's a seven-step process, but I call it the... 7B. 7B, the bonus, is uh, basically allowing leaders in on your ministry vision and strategy planning. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, like you said, I touched on it a little bit, that, that, that ministry planning. Number one, first and foremost, whenever, you, whenever you're talking about a major corporation or you're talking about even military strategic planning... I don't want to go to war with somebody that says, 
Uh, well, guys, I really don't know what we're gonna do, but the enemies are coming from a lot, from many different ways, right? <laughs> I want a, I want to, I want to serve with and for a leader, a general, a commander in chief that says this is what we're gonna do, yeah, because this is what's happening. And and, and in regards to in regards to having a plan, um, it's vital. It's important. Can you imagine if the CEO for Hugh Packard? Uh, Janelle, uh, I can't, please forgive me, I can't remember her name or her last name right now, but can you imagine if she went before the board and said, hey guys, I want to be the CEO of this organization, but I just don't have a plan. I'll create one as we go, right? There has to be a vision for from the youth, from the leadership that tells the volunteers that this, that this ship is sailing with a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's, I think that's the most important thing is that like, for us as leaders, we need to have, you know, like a set out plan of what we expect. Yes. But I think it's important that, you know, we also allow leaders to say, you know, I like because it kind of goes back to the criticism of mm-hmm. I absolutely love what we're doing here. But what if we added this part in here? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think it's a good um, thing to allow them to come in in that way. Um, let's see. So, you know, that's the podcast for today. And, you know, as we are potentially, you know, going into this season where hopefully by August, mm. most places will um, be semi-normal, whatever the new normal looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can start using some of this stuff to either start building your volunteer team or keeping them. You know, you know, Jared. I, I honestly, I, I would venture to say, don't wait till August. Yeah, the, there are things, there are things that you can do now, even during this separation time. That you still can. You still can have vision casting with your team. You still yeah. can have anniversary cards. True. You still can have criticism. Uh, you know, you can still have welcome criticism at, during this time. Uh, I, I like to reach out. You know, I do a, I do a, a Zoom study every Wednesday. And I like to reach out to not just the students, but the leaders that says, what can we do to make things better? One of the things that I've seen and you've seen, <laughs> as uh, as we went to... As we went to online services, you've seen day one Sunday how most how most of the the online services were just terrible. Mm-hmm. It was it was brand new. They weren't new to it. The uh, uh, everybody was saying, "Am I turned on? Is this thing working?" <laughs> and we're all watching, going, "We can hear you, and it's working." Yeah. But to the to the flow of where it's at now, where it is, there's a lot of seamless transactions taking place on online right now with how the church is running uh and that's the and that's the way it's supposed to be it has to be continual so i i would definitely say these things these things that we're talking about today can still be applicated way before before this um this stay stay at home stay safe um thing ends this this yeah. restriction ends absolutely check in with your volunteers yeah make sure that they are okay there are still things that you need they may may or may not need how can you pray for them how can you celebrate them uh and and do those things today do those things today yeah and since you bring up that point i had a thought 
sure. this good thought is like I think I think uh, it's important for us to look at the whole idea of you know online stuff and like that because if you from what I've seen a lot of stuff it's mostly us the people in charge that are doing it mm-hmm. and I think it's uh important for us as like staff members of organizations and churches to um encourage encourage our leaders to kind of jump in on the jump in on the bandwagon of you know being involved in you know videos bible studies or whatever yes and I know, I know, and I'm not saying that a lot of organizations aren't, but I'm just saying from a fair amount of them that I've seen, it seems like it's mostly kind of the staff people that are doing it. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next episode. All right, thank you so much. Tune again, and please uh, go ahead and, and pass, hit the like and share button on this, uh, on this podcast. I'm Ariel. And I'm Jared. See you next time.